There she is. I just you're just giving me the business every day now. Yeah, I, look, I am on a time schedule, a time crunch. How are you on a time crunch? Well, you know, I am a very your life very is fucking worthless. Person. You have two kids. There's no value left to your life. I got a lot of stuff to. Life on. is over, man. Making moves, making moves. Life is over for you. It's been over for a long fucking time. You and those moves, two pal. fucking burdens you drag behind you. Well, at least one's working now. What? We'll see how long that lasts. No? We'll see how long. Listen, uh, this is this is like my roommate moving out. We'll see. We'll see. See how long he keeps. Well, he, look, we'll see how doing, long he holds look, his job. I will job. tell you, he's doing pretty good. He's he's holding the job. He's all the other kids in high school always want to leave early, and he's like, "Can I stay?" Let me let me tell, like, yeah, let me tell you to. something. This is. This is all fine and good, but a leopard doesn't change his spot. So let's wait and see how long before shitty attitude Magoo raises his ugly head at work. I don't know. And, uh, I don't know. And gets asked to uh, not come back. Let's just see. I he mean, got, you know. He's got a little. Uh, he's, not, uh, he got, he's not called Nick the Dick for nothing. Well, he got like, he got a, uh, he gets like commission for every sale over. 100 bucks or something he had a 300 sale grand opening day yesterday so yeah he was all pumped about that yeah and then he was like hey can i no can, can i get he wants an advance didn't he wanted an advance on yeah him. oh he wanted an advance <laughs> i knew it was I, co- I knew it was coming i knew that that's the only thing i could think of he would have asked for he said can i have 30 dollars to buy a hat and i said you can buy it on Friday when you get your first paycheck, pal, because it ain't coming out of my pocket. Right. He's and like, I'll pay you back. I was like, nope. No, no, because <laughs> you and I know. Yeah. How, you and I, when we were his age, knew how that worked. If you got the advance and then you forgot to pay, conveniently forgot to pay mom or dad back, and they, because they actually have a crazy life, forget to forget to collect on it. Next thing you know, you've, you've, right. come on. What did yeah. we, I, I was, I told, he, got, he texted me that from inside the building. Huh, and I huh. said, no, no, no. So he gets in the car and he's like, it was a nice hat. I was like, well, you get paid Friday. And if you have any money left over after you pay me, you can buy the hat. And, and wait, like, hold on. But this. also, also, how does he get paid? Uh, he gets paid with this like uh, is he getting card a... or something. Uh, what? They like, give him like a card, like, like a debit card. Well, this is the most bizarre thing. Yeah. They load a debit card for him? It's like, yeah, it's like a, a, you can use it everywhere. Well, yeah. then I was going to say, usually, like, they hand you a check. You're not usually direct deposit the first fucking week you work at a place. So, uh, you know, like, him him getting paid on Friday doesn't necessarily mean he has the money available to him on Friday, you know? Especially if he, yeah, did, no, 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 especially yeah. if he didn't have, like, a bank account or something where he could go up to a teller and get it cashed, you know, and you got to, like, take a picture of it and do an e-deposit. That don't go through right away i mean you know unless i get this like debit card gimmick and then he can like uh use that but it doesn't matter i'm like i was like he was like so just like he was just like you're not gonna really give me the. i'm like no i'm not really giving you the 30 dollars nobody yeah this this is is life right and i I even explained or or loan shark him go if i give you 30 dollars now i want 40 dollars by monday or it becomes 50 dollars teach him teach him about that shit well, and I even told him, I said, you know, I, I said, you, he, he, you know, he's tired. I'm so tired. I'm, <laughs> ah. 
You know, he goes, I, I wake up at seven and I have to go to school. And then after school, I go straight to work and, and, you know, it's tiring and I, you know, I don't get home till 10 o'clock. I'm like, bro, that's life. I was like, you think this sucks? You've got like, like easily 50 more years of this. Like it sucks, bro. <laughs> and he just doesn't, he's just like, this is he, yesterday. He's like, now I know what you mean when you like you come home and you're tired. I was oh. like, oh, hey, now we he, know. No, he has no idea. He has no idea. This is, this is, this is junior level. Wait till <laughs> and wait till wait till he has two shit asses of his own uh, sucking him dry every fucking day of his life. Right, right. This is this is like <laughs> at least one, right? at least you were smart enough to get rid of the wife and just have to deal right, with right. The, with two leeches instead of three. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and, and he's he he just he doesn't understand that. But he's he's starting to come around. His feet hurt, my knees, my back, my neck. I'm like, you worked for two fucking weeks. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. But yeah, no, no more no. He didn't no advance here. This isn't that's not how we play the game. Nope. No, no sir. He was so upset about it. I was like, Well, Friday will come fast. So yeah. uh I was trying I've been trying to book Bobby Rogers for the show, but you're your oh. mister can't do a podcast till like the middle of the night here. Uh, and so I, I tried to get him on today and his, cause I tried over the weekend and he couldn't do it. And, uh, and he's like, I, he goes, I'm in Atlanta. I guess he's working or something. He's on a, like a work trip or something. Oh, we fucking work. This guy hasn't worked a day in his life. <laughs> he's worked as much as Nick worked. Listen, he, listen, I, I listen, you're, you're one to talk, but anyway, uh, <laughs> you, you yeah you get paid to take shits and eat donuts basically <laughs> and sit on the con- conference calls all the time so uh, he's like i'm in atlanta i should just show up at, at anthony's house and and so uh-huh. of course the next 45 minutes was me begging him to just show up here at your house oh god i would have died he's like i can't oh, i'm like god. i'm side texting you while i'm working and i'm like all right well you know, that would be the greatest thing ever. Just totally unannounced while he and you and I are podcasting. He just walks in like he's fucking Kramer or someone and just. just... <laughs> I would have lost it. I would have lost it. <laughs> I tried to. Oh. I tried to arrange it and it just it just could did not happen. So. Thank God it didn't happen. Now, now that I mean, you know, that said. If, when the doorbell just mysteriously rings during this thing, don't don't have a panic attack, okay? <laughs> Ubering here. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Why would you wish that upon me? I don't, dude, because it makes for a good podcast and terrorizes you at the same time. Plus, I'm like, but, I've got a whole list of stuff I need to talk to him about now. I mean, like... Like, like it's growing as, as I know, cause he was sending those text messages. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I've yeah. got, you know, now I need to hear about the fake belt and I, now I need to hear about, uh, we need to talk about his participation in Blake's Jewish outrage and, and the, the controversial his Hitler post and all this other stuff. We got a, we got a full show when that happens finally. Well, you know, it's funny though, talking about, um, about, I, I, I get a call today. Mm. Hi, Brody. Mm-hmm. Me call. First of all, let me, let me backtrack. Howard Brody calls me last night. Like it's like he lives in Vegas. So what is it? A three-hour time difference? Two or three? I, yeah, I think he, they're they're uh, West Coast time. 
Pacific. Right, right, right. So he calls me, but it's like it's like middle of the night my time. So it's probably like ten thirty his time. I'm sleeping. I'm fucking sleeping. He calls. He texts. I, like, and I woke up from the phone, and I'm like, "This motherfucker!" So I gave him the button. He shoots a text. Like, if you get the button, you don't shoot a text. It's the middle of the fucking night. Have some common sense and some decency. So anyway, this morning, this afternoon, I said, "All right." It was like three o'clock. I said, "Let me call him back." So I call him back. He's like, "Hey, you didn't answer last night." I was like, "Do you not fucking understand the, the time difference?" That cellar, like, that cellar dweller doesn't even know when the sun's out and when it's set. Okay, right? Give he probably doesn't know what time it is there. So <laughs> it doesn't even anyway. matter if it's like noon his time. He, he, you know, he right. it's like you think he goes to bed at a normal hour or gets up no, at a right, normal no. hour. No, no, no. So he's like, "I said, what's up?" He said, "You didn't see the post." I said, I don't know what post you're talking about. He goes, Lou Spector. I said, oh, Blake's boy. Blake's boy. And he, he goes, he is Blake's boy. I don't understand why. So now we've got him on the train that it's Blake's boy. He doesn't understand why Lou Spector and Blake are friends. Lou Spector, by the way, is 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 the seediest, scumbaggiest, right. bottom feeder in the in been the, around forever. That, that's been around forever. Nobody has has ever had the gumption to remove him from the independent wrestling scene, even though he's not really involved in the independent wrestling scene. But if you talk to him, he's basically built the independent wrestling scene down here in South Florida. So <laughs> that's where I'm going with this. Right? Hold on. Okay. So I'm so just trying like, to get people like we throw names out there, assuming everyone knows right, right, right. Who, knows who, who we're right, talking right. about. So I'm just trying to, yeah. The paint a little. So he's like, and picture, picture visually, like think of the seiziest, scuzziest guy with a toe in porn and another toe in independent wrestling and right. another toe in God knows, you know, selling bootleg DVDs back in the day and whatever else. Picture a six, what six two? Six, he's pretty tall. He's tall. Huh? Yeah, tall, skinny, yeah, tall. lanky, shitty fucking facial hair. Uh, uh. You know, scumbaggy kind of ponytail with like you know a dirty ass '90s club shirt on. There you go. That's the guy. Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, '90s club shirt. He's definitely wearing the shirt that like Jericho came out in, like Y2J. But he still wears it today. Right. He's like, got a he's got a wife beater, and then he's got like an open like either like a bowling like shirt, shirt or a yeah, yeah, a Cub- yeah. Cubano type shirt or <laughs> bowling shirt. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he is, he has like kind of like this mulletish mullet mulletish kind of hair. No, he's like, got, it's just a full ponytail. Like it's all long porn, porn, but it's always curly and like greasy looking like, like yeah, he looks picture, like Ron Jeremy, but picture, <laughs> picture if you could grow your pubes four feet long. Right. <laughs> he, he looks like a skinny Ron Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Now, now you anyway. not only now can you picture him, but in your head you could probably smell and taste this guy. Okay, right, right, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so he's like, you didn't see what he posted. I said, uh, Howard. I said, I am not friends with this guy. Me either. Like, I, like I, I'm not friends with him. He's like, well, he made a post. He made a post. To assume he made it like he ran FOW. I said, look, that's that's old news. He been getting under Bobby's skin with that forever. Like. You know, so I guess he made a post saying that he was the one responsible for the DV rodeo show, FOW. So FOW was a wrestling promotion, Future of Wrestling, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, that was run by Bobby Rogers. 
we had a show that was uh, then Beatty, Florida. That was then ta- you took over later. Yeah. Right, right. That and and I don't even know. It's been twenty years, I think, since we had the show in Davie, Florida. It's been a long time. At yeah. The, yeah, Davie Rodeo Arena. There was a couple thousand people there. The main event was Abdul the Butcher versus Dusty Rhodes versus Kevin Sullivan versus Terry Funk. Uh, me and Eric wrestled uh, Gonzo, Big Daddy Gonzo, and uh, I forgot the other guy's name, like Trailer Trash John or something. And then we won and immediately had to face Christian York and Joey Matthews, who were like, you know, kind of names at that time. Yeah. Up and right, coming guys. Right. They had done ECW. So anyway, uh, the show was great. Christopher Daniels, Low Key. I mean, you're talking top names of independent wrestling at that time. So. Uh, Norman Norman was on the show. Norman Smiley, uh, I think he worked Billy that night. He did. Norman worked Billy. That, that would night. have been a that must have been a really good match. It was, and it was also you know cool because Billy and Norman grew up together and shit, right? Like yeah. or, like Billy used to hang out with Norman's brother, some shit. Anyway, I think Billy still so, hangs out with Norman's brother. Like they were always grew up together. So anyway, hot show, couple thousand. I mean, they had three, four thousand people. I don't remember what the number was. So Lou makes a post. What's that? I was gonna say the 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 attendance number. It's like a fish story. It probably grows every time you hear it. Right. You know? the, the arena was it was the rodeo arena was packed. Like I do remember that it was insane. Like yeah. it was insanely packed. So the bleachers were full. The the, the floor seats were full. Um, it's a rodeo arena. So yeah. anyway, uh, Lou makes a post that he basically that that show happened because of him he like was the mastermind behind it he he had nothing to fucking do with that show and then he like makes like a second post saying that it's gonna happen again in florida like this is a guy who's hanging on like he like it's not just shut the fuck up it's like just go away like it's not happening again like that like what happened that night with that show and how cool it was like i don't think it could happen again because hey wrestling's different now b like Bobby did that with like in a time when like independent wrestling really wasn't fucking cool like it is now. So, you know, yeah, but, but it's just like, but, he's such but, a bottom feeding, but that wasn't son but, of a fucking dirty bitch. But that wasn't, that was a show that was a culmination of FOW shows leading up to that. It wasn't like that was the first show of the promotion. Like let's like like right. Bobby didn't say let's start a wrestling promotion let's run the Davy Rodeo let's sell it out let's book this ridiculous card no this was a build to this and so Lou saying like right. like someone else going to do it well who there's no one else with a hot promotion down here that's that's selling you know you got to sell smaller venues out and go to bigger venues bigger until you get to Davy right. Rodeo it doesn't even make sense like logically like you uh, unless you want to oh. be like our boy Mike Broder that tried to run Ronin. And tried to run his first show was going to be at the fucking War Memorial. And their attitude was go big or go home. We know how to fill a building for a for a fucking comic book convention. How much harder could this be? And boy, did he find out when he lost forty five thousand dollars. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's just like realistically, we know that it's I mean, it ain't the same. It ain't the fucking same. But. He's just such a bottom feeding, like, oh, like, go away. Like, wrestling doesn't need people like that anymore. Like, what do you, go away. What do you think the post is to point out? Post is he fishing for someone that right, right. wants so to Howard invest got, in it right. or something? So, I feel like two things. One, he was fishing for someone to invest that he has some great idea. And two, that he was some wrestling genius. 
Like that guy's never done anything genius in wrestling. Stop it. Like, you know, so it, Howard was all up in arms. He, of course, you know, sends it to Bobby. Bobby's like, fuck Lou, you know, you can't stand him. But now everybody just assumes that, you know, Blake and Lou are boys. Because I just keep saying, because even Bobby was like, oh, Blake's boy? And he's like, he really does like him, doesn't he? I was like, oh, he does. You know, I just want to get Blake all the heat I can. Yeah, that's uh, fine. So I just keep telling everybody, like, it's his boy. Like, well, it's like the all, these, all these people want to complain, but no one wants to do anything. They let him exist. They let him comment on their threads. Right. They let him be right. friends with them so he can't comment on their threads. And then, and, and then they all get upset when he does this shit. And it's like the right. same thing with Blake. Blake's playing politics. He doesn't want to ruffle any feathers, but he won't, he'll let the scumbag. Base, and, and because he lets uh, Lou exist on his timeline and his pages... Lou now feels in, entitled and encouraged because Blake not only doesn't delete him or, or block him or anything, but also participates in a conversation with him with these things. So then, right. so now he feels like he's like, <coughs> so then he pops right. up more often. Almost everything Blake posts, Lou Spector has a 50, 50 chance of becoming part of the conversation thread. And when he shows up that everyone else fucking leaves, you know? So, but, you know, it's funny. So within wrestling, I was thinking about this today, too. So because uh, thank God my conversation with Howard, he got another call from a number he didn't know in California and he had to answer it. I was like, oh, thank God, because uh, I was only on the phone for like six minutes instead of six hours. So uh, but I was thinking about it after is like, you know, I would I love wrestling and would I like to be involved? Yeah, but not really. Like I really like. And I don't even mean wrestling in the ring. I mean, just involved in general. I start to think about, and I'm like, I don't want to be Lou Spector or like Bobby hanging on. These guys are all hanging on. Like, you know, and like, I don't want to well, be the guy who's well, like, you wouldn't, who's like, you wouldn't be, you would be the, yeah, you, but, you would have to be, you and I, I think uh, this is what I want to do. I want to run shows. I definitely want to run shows. Right. And I'm not going to dump you know, a hundred thousand dollars losing money, but I know how to run a show for a certain amount of money. And if it works great, if it doesn't try again or move on and, and after a while, whatever, I think you want, you and I would have a fun time running shows. I think we would have a blast doing it. I know that I would have a hard time working with you because you have a, 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 a you know, you have this, this, problem of yeah, actually pull, pulling pro providing your half of the weight uh and it's a considerable weight <laughs> so uh i feel like i feel like you would <laughs> if i if i were to work with you ha half of my day would be spent trying to get you to do your share <laughs> yeah problem yeah but <laughs> but but I feel and like and you I, and I, I wouldn't friends. be hanging around you know trying to just be involved in any sense and we're not we don't do that, but there are, I hate that. but you ran shows. You were the fucking boss. You put them together. You promoted them. Win, lose or die. You know, they were yours. You weren't right. the guy that was showing up for 10 bucks to come out with two fat guys and be their manager, you know, and, and, right, and, right. and just to be involved and to keep the spotlight on you. I, I have no, I, and say with me, I, well, I have no interest. I've been offered. Bobby has asked me, do you want to be the GM for this? Yeah, I go, no, I don't want to be in the spotlight. I want to just, I want to yeah, be involved right. in putting, in running something and telling the stories right. and putting it all together and dealing with town and, and putting a building yeah. together, et cetera, et cetera. I, no interest in that low level shit. I'll go to a show, 
but I'm, I'm more than happy to pay for my ticket so that I'm not like trying right. to pretend like I'm a loose specter that's sort of related to the business in some way. So I should be fucking, uh, I should be getting freebies and shit like that. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And, and but, so I think about when I was a wrestler, like as a young guy, I, there was guys that hung around that I, I used to say to myself, like, you know, I wasn't born into wrestling. Like I, I was just a kid who got into, right. I loved wrestling. I became a wrestler. I didn't know about the business at first. Like I had no clue. I just, you know, knew to be respectful and wasn't, keep my mouth shut. And, wasn't Luke kind of born into the business? Didn't his dad used to be involved with those guys? Yeah, like something because when I started, Lou I think, was already around. Yeah, I think it's I I, I don't want to slander people, but I think Lou's dad was people's hookups for certain things, if you know what I mean. So right. we'll, we'll leave it. So at that. so when I got in, like I remember when I first got in, you know, I first started. Lou was around. He used to come to Rusty's school where we trained, and he would just stand there, like he would. Just, and I literally used to go. Who the fuck is this weirdo? He's so he was dressed the same as he's dressed today, and that was in 1998. Right. And I used to go, "Who the fuck is this creep? This guy's creepy. Like he's fucking weird." And I didn't know he was a wrestler. Or if he was, he never got in the ring. So I was like, "I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Just hangs around." And then I realized over time, oh, this guy's a hang arounder. He's just hanging around waiting for somebody to use him for stuff, which they did, unfortunately. But there was other guys that would hang around. And I again, I knew nothing about the business, and I would, I knew, I would see these old veterans come around. They'd be like, "Oh, that guy used to be a worker. Like he's retired." I'm like, "Why does he come to every fucking show, every practice? Like always, like like he's looking for something." I get it, it now. He was looking for something, right. Right. <laughs> right? You know, and 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 then you had guys that came around that were helpful, and you know, like Ram Man was still wrestling back then, and and Soul Man, and they were still wrestling, but they had been around a while already. You know, prime time, uh, those guys. But then you had guys that would like hang around, and you knew, like, this guy's looking for a booking, and it's like that guy hasn't wrestled in like ten years. Like, he looks like shit. Like, you know, there's no way, there's no way this guy's gonna get in the ring. And occasionally, they would find their way onto a card because there was a battle royal, or there was, you know, something. Somebody didn't show up, or and you're like, oh my god, like, and those are the hang around. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be the guy where I come around and they're like fucking guy he hasn't wrestled in 10 years what is he doing here you know right, right. i want to be that guy because it's it's it, it is it's annoying you know i mean i'm sure they say that when when billy hangs around but whatever you know? <laughs> i was gonna, I, I was gonna say i know billy, I'm waiting to say that I, I i was trying to fit it in but then i realized when i was thinking about billy that billy only goes to shows uh like when johnny was running shows johnny's his boy right. uh you know dave's running shows dave's his boy uh, and plus, right, when right. Dave was running shows, they were shows for school, and Billy would come to the school and help train the kids for Dave. He wouldn't right, get paid right. to do it, but he was he wanted to help his friend, and it and it was and it's a way to be, you know, around the business, I guess, or just to visit his friends, right. like you right, know, his friends too, right? Right. right, right, right. So that's a different right. thing. That's supporting your friends. That's not right, you know. But yeah, let fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. Throw throw Billy. A, yeah, Billy's a hanger on. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck him. Fuck yeah, him. I, I hope he gets stuck in. Where is he? Seattle. I hope he gets stuck there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hope the uh, what is that like homeless city? They just they swallow him up, and Billy becomes one of them. Oh my god. I'm. I don't take that clip out. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm. I'm curious though because as much as he's like the tough guy and kind of a yeah. you know like some like you would think. 
just from the way he talks and a tough guy kind of attitude that he might be really like a, a right wing conservative dude uh, that has no patience for the libtards. Uh, he does have two very liberal daughters, I think. Uh, and so, I, you know, yeah. I don't know how much of that rubs off on him. I, I can't say yeah, they're both. None. I don't know if they're both liberal. I'm not. I'm only friends with one on Facebook. Uh, but they she's. But she. Yeah, they. She seems liberal. Yeah. But uh, and, and I will say, like, I, I mean, fun shitting on Billy. But, you know, when he goes to this to the, like gang girl school, those kids enjoy him being there because they're learning something. They respect him and he's teaching them. He's teaching them. Like, not only that, you know, you're going to get hit really hard and don't cry about it. He's teaching them about wrestling in the business. So it's not like he's there hanging plus, around. He's actually teaching Plus, them. Billy's always a story guy. He always has some crazy right, right. story that gets right. involved with his teaching, I'm sure, that involves him beating the shit out of someone or someone beating the shit out of him. Right. It's, all, it's compelling stuff. Plus, when he shows up, I'm sure Dave's very respectful and deferential to him. Which, like, oh. they're that to Dave. So when they see Dave do that to someone else, they're like, oh, their ears perk up and go, oh, this is a guy I got to right. listen to. You know? Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, again, I think about when I started wrestling, and I, I've told the story before, like, the Blackheart, you know, Dave Johnson, and he was just like a fucking dick to me. You know, and I know he was a di- he was being a dick for a reason. He was trying to, like, weed out the well, shit. Well, that was the old school. That was the old school right. way. It was to weed out the soft people that they, they were policing the business. Right. A hundred percent. They were, I get it, but, but it was, but it was know, like, it's definitely the wrong way to go about things for sure. Right, 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 right. You know, it, it just, you know, just some of that stuff was like, now I think about it and, and you know, I mean, I was, the, there came a point where I became that dick and I bullied Trevor a little bit and, you know, a couple other guys, me and Frank Stone got into it once and I was like, Oh, respect me. I'm the veteran. That's, that's all but you now, knew. Like, that's all you knew. Right, right. It's kind of like the, it now, it's kind of like the abusive father. The kid becomes yeah, his abusive right. father, you know. Right, right. But I think about it now, and I would never do that now. Like I just, and it's not because of it's you know the sensitive error and everybody's canceled. Everybody, I just that was like the wrong way. But I didn't know any better because that's what I was, how I was treated by right. Hack Myers and Casey Thompson and Dave Johnson and, yeah. and those guys. It was com- it was complete hazing. It was. It was, right. it, but it was physical. It's like, you know, you have hazing in like, you know, a fraternity uh, or even in the military. It's very different. They're not like, like this right. is way more physical. I, I feel, I feel like the military, well, they push you to these limits, but they're not mentally. beating the fuck out of you physically right. every day. Right. They may be overworking well, you and stuff, but you know. But even to the point where like when I started, Rusty was, get, you know, he, he could get in the ring. And Rusty was still working matches. And yeah. Rusty had worked Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Macho Man. You name it. Rusty worked every name. Steamboat, Corporal Kirshner. Uh, you know, when he got in the ring, and I, I'll never forget, uh, he would teach you stuff because he would he was able to use in the ring, you know. But him and Flex, uh, Flex would teach you kind of the basics, and then Rusty would teach you the other stuff. But I remember the first day we did elbow drops. Uh, you're talking a couple weeks into practice, you know, even maybe a month in, and you're gonna lay on the mat and you're gonna take an elbow, and then you're gonna, you know, after a couple, you'll give an elbow drop. So you're gonna drop an elbow on the guy. Just rotate. Well, Rusty was, yeah, right. Rusty was the one dropping elbows first, so everybody had to lay down and take an elbow. Rusty was maybe 325 pounds, maybe 350. I don't even know. Uh, he was a heavy guy. He was. And let me tell you, 
he dropped the fucking elbow. There was no, oh, wrestling's fake. No, Rusty dropped the elbow because, he, again, he was trying to weed out the shit, teach you a lesson. You know, that's just how it was back then. And I remember the first elbow. Right, but an elbow, you're supposed to make contact. Like when you're when right. you're when you're doing like when you're working in a ring with like Dave Johnson or or someone like the one of the black other black hearts or something like that. Like when when they're they're when they're throwing you shoot punches. Those that's not right. They're not supposed to connect. The the, the elbow drop's supposed to connect. I mean, you're not supposed to right. You well, know, when there's ways to land from, it, but yeah, right. When when you're connecting with an elbow from J Dog or you're connecting to the elbow from Rusty, it's a difference of like right. three hundred pounds. So he like all right, lay down, and I was fucking nervous because I was still new. I was a month in. I don't know, and I'm like. I'm like, this motherfucker's going to drop an elbow on me? Like, all I had learned to do was fall and hit the ropes and maybe lock up and take a headlock or something at that point, some arm drags. And I'm like, there's no way. And he hit me, and I just remember all the air just going, like, everything was out of me. And he's like, you all right? I'm like, yes, sir. I was like, holy shit, he just fucking elbowed me. So then it was my turn to go, and, you know, some jabron lays down, and he's like, all right, go ahead. I fucking did what Rusty did to me. I killed the kid. I fucking crushed him. And, you know, the kid was like, oh, you know, and Rusty's like, yeah, boy. Like, he thought it was the greatest thing ever. And I was like, I just, that's what I learned. So I, so when it came years later, I still dropped the elbow like that. And I still was stiff and tight. And guys were like, at that point, they were like, you know, oh, lighten up. And I'm like, lighten up. What the fuck are they talking about? Like, are we playing volleyball or are we wrestling here? I mean, there's some, there's, there's a difference between working snug and like <laughs> right. trying to hurt someone you know and that was the difference yeah. right you're working snug you're snug. you know but when you're working right. like you like the examples you gave before they were trying to hurt you you know right right although so, see like, the difference you know, is though that rusty rusty now right well dave johnson worked at that school too right right see but the difference is rusty worked like you said worked Andre worked Hogan worked Sarge right, Slaughter right, right. in the WWE or on big fucking cards or whatever. Trust me, those matches were light as a feather. Fucking those guys barely fucking made contact with each other, et cetera, et cetera. Right, so, right. so when you probably worked a match with Rusty, I'm sure those elbow drops were a lot lighter than hundred percent than when, then right. when you're learning them in school, Rusty used to do this punch where he put you in a headlock. Right. And he, he was the bad guy. So he put you in a headlock and he'd like turn away from the referee and he would punch you in the in the head, in the headlock. And it would look vicious. Like, oh, my God, he punched him in the head. Never touched. Never touched me. Yeah. Ever. But visually, you would go, oh, shit. Never touched me. Light as a feather. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but in the ring. Yeah. I mean, I worked rusty, you know, and light as a feather. So the flex light as a feather. But then you got the guy like Dave Johnson. He was, you know, like a fucking cinder block hitting you. Uh, and you're like this fucking asshole. Like right. he is a dick. let's let's see him try that with Hogan or Sa- Slaughter or would have never. Right, no, wait. They would have. Remember some of these guys had like gone to Japan and you know it's a different wrestling style. But yeah, yeah I mean if you if you've never seen uh, like I, I, I you've seen Hogan and Rusty, haven't you? Yeah, it's yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, I mean. You know, it was always it gets, it me, gets shared on our like because all of us right. have like all these mutual friends. Of it. Every now and then, right. that match gets shared. Uh, you know, along with the you know the big name ones, you know Andre and right. blah blah blah. Right, right. So you know, and 
for me as a kid as a kid you know i was 18 years old i'm in wrestling school with rusty brooks it was a school of hard knocks I, you know i didn't know of rusty beforehand but when i got there and you know people started talking i went home and searched and i'm like holy shit like this guy worked everybody. Yeah. And then I realized Rusty was like in the in the eighties, nineties, he was a jobber for WWF where they were paying him to come in all over the country and lose to guys, you know, big names. But he was he was a household name as a jobber at that time. Like, you know, Vince McMahon going, Ah, good old Rusty Brooks from Denton, Texas. You know, and he would put Rusty over, like he's got a heavy right hand, you know, and I'm like so as a kid training with this guy, and I realized I I like I would like I started Rusty was like the greatest thing in the world to me. I was like, this guy worked Hulk Hogan <laughs> like during Hogan's like prime. He worked Andre Macho Man Steamboat tag matches with like you know Bret Hart the British Bulldog, and you're like this guy worked everybody on national television. It was TV, you know, it was like Saturday night, you know, or whatever at the time it was, and. You know, Saturday morning main event and Rusty's wrestling somebody, and I'm like, he was like, like a name of the jobbers at that time. It was a pretty big deal. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't so say like, me, thought, like he's an enhanced, definitely an enhanced guy. I mean, of the like, I mean, he was before, I guess, a little bit before like uh, the brawler and uh, right, right. Iron like, Mike Sharp. Yeah, you know, or what's his name, uh, the Jewish guy patting himself on the back. Um, yeah, Horowitz. Yeah, but those those are like the the well. What those a horrible are like Jew. You are. You didn't even know his name. Right. I'm a terrible Jew. Uh, but I'm just saying, like those were the names of that type of person that Rusty was among. That kind of maybe a little earlier, but right, right. But among that kind of level of people. Right, right. And, and, and I mean, you you could YouTube them and just see, you know. I mean, uh, but it, it was always cool that that like. For me, being 18 years old, being trained by this guy, and and then you got guys like when Smiley coming out and Gangrel and Corporal Kirshner, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, like Rusty's the reason we're here, and I'm like, damn, like this guy is, you know, like to me he was like somebody, like I was being trained by somebody good. That's what, what, what you know, right? Well, out of curiosity, we're talking yeah. like 20 years ago, right? 1998, yeah. So over 20 years ago. Uh, what what other options were there back then, down here? Duke, the dumpster jersey. Okay, he had a school? <laughs> the other option. Yeah. So it's funny because uh, I don't know if I ever told you this story. So at some point, once me and Eric became kind of established, we were still going to school, to wrestling school, just to keep, you know, we would go three times a week or something I mean, like that, just to keep in shape. I mean, I know but, that there were like schools up north, you know, like right, if you right, went right, to like right. Tampa, you had like Joe Malenko's school and, you know, I don't know who else. Right. But Now, yeah. Rusty was trained by the Malenkos. Right. So you're off so the Malenko Rusty, trees, so to speak. Right, right, right. The Malenkos trained Rusty, Rusty trained me. So it was kind of like an extension of the Malenko tree, uh, you know. And uh, so anyway, we like we, uh we had one point bill brown was a promoter down there he was like worked with duke the dumpster they were down in miami rusty ran his school in his backyard it was you know i mean it was as low budget as possibly can be but i would not have had it any other way because it made me i think a better a tougher person a better wrestler uh duke the dumpster Josie and bill brown had this 
big warehouse in Miami, two stories, like offices. I mean, it was like you so know, the training, the training montages in Rocky Four. We got Drago, insane. and you got you Rocky running right. in the snow and 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 lifting logs over his head. You know what I mean? Right, right. So anyway, we uh, we get invited down there at one point from Bill Brown because he kind of he was like trying to recruit us. Now at that time, Rusty and him had heat. There was heat. Two different, you know, they, they didn't like each other. So well, the competitors, uh, right? So we said, all right, well, let's go check it out. So. We get down there, and he shows us the facility, and I mean, it's fucking beautiful. And he's like, you know, we just want to sign you guys to a contract. I was like, a what? He's <laughs> like, oh, a contract, and you'll get a weekly paycheck. I was like, you are full of shit. So we, like, did the whole tour. We get in the car. I was like, that guy's full of shit. He's full of shit. Where are you, like, guys, at this, where are you guys at this point in your, like, training, learning, school Days. Oh, no, no, we were, this was like a couple of years, we were like already like two years in, we okay. were like the hottest thing. Okay. He yeah, was yeah. trying to like take us, but he was like really trying to take us away from Rusty because we were still going to Rusty's. And we had like so you were doing, one show. you were doing Rusty shows, but you were, you were still getting booked everywhere else, right? Right, right. But we also, this guy was trying to like make us like exclusive to FCW and right. Florida Championship Wrestling and, you know, Mike Graham was helping them and, and all this shit. And then. We went to like one show and there was like 14 people there. And I'm like, this fucking guy is full of shit. It was at like a seminal fucking Indian flea market. And uh, they 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 booked us for one show. So I said, all right, we'll do the show. We're not signing any contract. And uh, the show, we worked two American Indian guys. Uh, one works for WWE right now. I, he's worked for WWE for a long time. I, you probably know him because Jackie knew him. But I don't remember his name. Uh Anyway, we worked them, and, and it was like, I mean, it was okay, but they were like, so you want to sign the contracts? And I was like, no, we're not signing anything. So like, we went to Rusty and told him, and Rusty's like, that motherfucker, because they hated each other at that point. So, uh, you know, we stayed loyal to Rusty, because we didn't want, like, you know, and that guy was just full of shit. So we stayed loyal to Rusty, and then, uh, you know, then Bobby, you know, Bobby had started using us, and... Uh, as the vandals and you know rusty and bobby were on good terms at that point and of course they fell out at one point and then we kind of stuck to loyal to bobby at that point and rusty kind of was mad at us uh but you know bobby was like the next level so bobby, and that's bobby probably difference. had some really nice paydays during those days he, he did right so i mean you, you know, know I mean, doesn't matter where the money <laughs> came from but it was right you know that that shit I mean, still spends for you right hell one year he got us passes year past to Universal Studios, and I'm like, this is the greatest fucking gift ever. You know, it was yeah. like a signing bonus. Uh, but yeah, that's was, why. You know, but and, that's and, why you can't do another rodeo show just out of the blue. No, there's no, there's no promoters down here running no. shows, giving guys Universal Studios passes for a year. Right, right, not happening. Yeah, there's not, not happening. Not that kind of money rolling around for sure. No, 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 no. So, you know, but I mean, uh, you know, Rusty was kind of mad at us at that point, but we were like, you know, Bobby was getting us some pretty good shit. We were working like a lot of good shows and a lot of good wrestlers and, you know, getting away. I worked Scotty Too Hotty. I worked on, Bobby got me booked on some big convention show in Tampa with like all names. I was the only guy not a name. I worked some guy from WCW. I don't even know who he was. 
at the time. He was like some jobber, but he was like on TV, you know. And uh, you know, it was like Bobby was getting us booked on some really good shows with really good workers and getting to work in front of like large crowds, you know. Uh, and then of course doing the stuff in Tampa with Ron Neely was because of Bobby. Uh, but like at that point, like Rusty, I think was kind of mad at us. We kind of like lost. We really like didn't talk to Rusty for that time period because he was mad at us and there was like heat and you know I, I was between he was between him and Bobby probably I don't even who know. ran who but, ran who ran the swap shop shows the swap shop I don't remember because that was before me wasn't it yeah that probably was before you uh, yeah I don't, I don't, know, don't know how long probably... I don't know how long they ran them for you know what I mean. That was back when yeah, they, I don't know. they still had the circus there with like the fucking right, elephant. Right. I mean, listen, there, there's a giant flea market in the middle of Broward County, Florida, and uh, in the you know Fort Lauderdale, one area. of the largest attractions, one right. of like the second largest attraction in South Florida. It's a flea market, but it's like gigantic, and like they used to have a a circus. Like they, they, like they literally owned, like in the, in the middle of Broward County, Florida, there were, there were elephants and giraffes and zebras and shit like that, uh, Whoa. that, that were involved in this like little three ring circus that was in this giant covered area, but it was the same general area off the, uh, off like the concession areas, uh, where the rest, where they would have the wrestling. I went to like one show there cause I, I think Brutus Beefcake was working it. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I forget who else, but uh, whatever it was, I stole. I pulled one of the posters down that was hanging up around there. It was one of those generic ones that you know it's it's all printed in black, and the the background is like that fade from yellow to pink to orange or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Those those right, really right. generic wrestling posters, and there's really no pictures. It's just names like the whole card. Right. And I got like beefcake and whoever else was there, a couple of people, some old timers and stuff to sign it. You know, and and that was the only time I ever went to Swap Shop Wrestling. But I was just wondering who ran that. Out of, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I, I know because you mentioned the Seminole one, so I was wondering if if you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we did do a similar one once that was at like the Indian reservation and we were the main event against the two uh, American Indians. And it was probably one of the, we were bad guys. That was one of the craziest matches. Oh, because you, we I didn't think call... you, you, did you tell me about that? Or was that, was Marco on that show? Uh, it might've been before Marco's time, but someone told me like you guys were the heels because you were wrestling like, right. like the, like the native, like locals. The two, yeah, the tag team that were that they were called the Navajo Warriors. Yeah, and they were like, they were in great shape, and they were like super over. And we worked them, and uh, man, we didn't call anything because they were they were they could work. So we didn't like call anything. We just talked. We just went at it in the ring, and man, the heat with the American they fucking hated us because they were just so into them. And then we like did a finish where we cheated and one, two, three, and the place is like, they're just livid throwing shit. But then the the referee, like, those are the best. Well, yeah. But then, but then like, you know, uh, one of the natives come down and he tells the ref, the ref waves it off, restarts the match. They pin me one, two, three, the place goes ape shit, you know, cause now they won. And, and me and Eric were like pissed and, you know, the Indians go over and it's like a big fucking deal. But it was like we tricked them and they believed it. They bought the trick. Like, right. It was like such a such a good fucking finish. Well, I love when you get uh, a you get a crowd for a special event like that one or like when right. you guys did that biker event 
with Drexel and and uh, right. and Hudak and Frank's yeah and uh, all Frank Stone and all those guys. And that's when you fucking uh, bullied Trevor. Um, where they like a lot of them thought the shit was real, and I'm watching when their person, just like when those natives were watching their guys, when their guy who's in their bike club is wrestling Drexel, and it's got a hardcore match, and they're going everywhere. Uh, all on the on this flat top behind their club, and I'm watching guys like reaching into their boots, pulling out switchblades, like they're gonna sh- fucking shank Drexel if uh, if if he keeps beating up on their boy because they're selling it and they're both bleeding. I love when you get like you get a crowd that's not used to wrestling and isn't sure if it's right. real, and then see people they don't know beating right, the right. shit out of each other, kind of half legit, and they're bleeding all over the place like that one was. Man, nothing better than those. Those are great. When you when, <laughs> nothing, the, right. when the crowd's like fucking totally bought into it. Yeah, no, it's, it's unless you're in Puerto Rico, the and then you get. Yeah, you know, that was but get, that was still great. It was like it was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. It was like, but the Indian show that was great. And then um, we used to work uh, you know, and so at that time we were working for Bobby mostly, and then and then going to Tampa for Ron Nimi, which those shows were wild just because it was. I mean, you know, you were, Ron Nimi's shows. You were not one of those seminal shows. You were not one of those seminal shows where the the alligator got loose, were you? I don't remember that. I think that Marco was at one. I think that's his story. Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't at that one. Yeah. I probably was gone by that time. Yeah, yeah, but no, I mean that that time period. I think Marco was like, after you, with when it came to FMW. yeah, he was probably yeah, he was probably after, but I, yeah, and I, and like. I don't remember that happening. Yeah, unless okay. I was like really high. I think that, no, no, no. I thought that might have been him. I just like I get I hear stories from you and him, and sometimes they're very similar yeah. because they happen in the same places, just at different times. So yeah, right, right. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, but like I said, that like that time we were wrestling for Bobby and, and Ron, and and then we were doing like the stuff with with uh, with FOW was like you know I mean that was hot at that time, but you know you'd get those little gigs like like the Seminole Indian show or you get to go to like the, you know, Fort Myers to do the fair and the fair, you would think, Oh, it's an outside show at a, at the state fair. It's going to be shit, man. Those people thought it was real. Like it was like, it was like literally they'd be like pig racing at six wrestling at seven. And you're like, we're following fucking pig racing. This is going to be tough. And it's packed. And people ate that shit up. Mm -hmm. They thought it was real. And you know, Rusty, had to in on that with, with you know on that one and uh we were still doing those shows and they were you know you could you could do the easiest shit on that and the people would go nuts county you know? county so, you know. i think the people that would go to a county mm-hmm. fair are are perfect the perfect candidates to attend wrestling events oh, they right, don't right, right. they don't usually but they're the perfect audience for it so right. when they so yeah. when they do get a chance to see something like a fair show i know uh like uh the Broward County one all the time for years and years had like the one date that you guys, there was like one right. night where you did wrestling to the point where yeah, F- yeah. FCW that became NXT did them, you know? Yeah. Right. They did. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, those times were like, those times in wrestling were so much fun, but uh, it was just, you know, like, like even thinking about like the Indian shows, like I don't think it would work now because guys don't know how to work that. Like, they would go there and want to do five million high spots and jump off top ropes, and the Native Americans would be like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Like, right. 
They want to see a fight. They, they, they want to see a fight. They want to see right, and they want to see like good guy, bad guy. Yeah, and yay, boo, yay, boo. You know, and and you know the bad guy cheats, and you know the good guy prevails, and like they, that's what they want to see. So I don't even know if that stuff would work nowadays, but um, yeah, those were those were good times, good times. But I, I don't want, I just don't want to be around. Like even going to Powers and TK's show in Greenville, I'm like, I just don't want to be around it. Like. Well, unless you were going to wrestle, like if, like they're asking you, see, here's the difference. If they, they're trying to book you without you hanging around, right. that's a different thing than right, you hanging right. around going, Hey man, you got, come, you know, we used to hang in the past. You used to be my partner and you and I used to go and do the roads and come down here and blah, blah, blah. Can you put me on the show? It's not like that. It's, it's, they're asking no. you to come and work the show there and, and you're like not feeling it. And and that's fine, no, but then you to, won't. Yeah. But then, but for you to hang around at that, I think, I mean, I I understand how you feel, but it's but you're but they're begging you to do the show. It's a different thing than you like you not being like when you're talking about these other guys. Ninety percent of the time, I think a promoter's happy when those people don't show up, so they don't have to have the uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, I got nothing for you, or the the uncomfortable feeling of now right. having to fucking create something for them because they're willing to do something for nothing. They just want to be involved. You're like, all right, you can walk right, so-and-so right. out. You can fucking manage this guy or, you know, right. you I can don't have... want to do that. Right. Yeah. No, but you wanted to, you, I'm saying that I don't think if you went to the turbo shows, which are, are TK and, and Josh Powers shows right. that you're not, you technically you're not doing that. Uh, you're kind of doing the Billy thing. I think a little bit supporting. Right. And, and I, if, like, I would love to go to a show. Like they asked me to work, and I don't, I just don't want to. But I would love to go to a show and it's at the brewery and drink free free beer and tell them they all suck. That I would love to do. Right, the the Billy but, thing, the Billy thing. Right, the Billy. That's exactly the shit. I'm becoming Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like you show up, you shit on everyone, you drink, yeah. you drink the whole time you're there. You go out afterwards, yeah. you drink some more, you tell everyone how much yeah. they sucked and how great you were back in the day. And right. that's that's the oh, Billy formula fuck. right there. <laughs> I, you know what? You're right. I, I that's all. That's what I grew up around was that. So now I've become him. Jesus. Do you remember some of those shows we had down here when you would come down with Powers and uh, TK, TK and uh, and Billy would like wasn't involved with the show at all. Like he wasn't wrestling in it, he wasn't anything, but he was at the show supporting whoever. Mm -hmm. And then we'd all go out afterwards, and that was the best time because we would be sitting at some fucking bar and a restaurant till like two in the morning. Billy's holding court and just telling story Literally. after story after story. <laughs> His fucking fifteen-year-old daughter sitting there next to him uh, that TK's flirting with, and we're all like, "TK, cool it," you know? She's fifteen, uh, and uh, and uh, right. he didn't know that, but. Uh, you know, it, to his defense, in case any fucking Billy Billies are listening right now. Uh, but uh, but and he would just hold court. But it was like the yeah. best time. That was the like who remembers the matches or whatever. That was the best time we had. No, I, don't, I, remember. Yeah, right, right. I remember one time. Oh, right. uh, God, what's his name? The big dude. I think he came down with you once or twice. Uh, black dude had a gut, but was like big, strong guy. What's his name? Oh, uh, Huck, Huck. Huck, Huck, yeah, Huck. yeah, Huck. He, uh, I mean, there was one time where he just sat at the, he sat at the tree of Billy for like four hours, 
after the show. Right. And all he did was listen to Billy talk for four fucking hours. It was like nobody else was there for Hawk. You know, so right. and he I, loved it. Yeah, yeah. So and Billy loves it. He loves wow. no matter what you say. Right. Billy well, loves put himself over the fucking loves mark. talking about himself. Loves yeah. loves putting himself over. So, Always, man. but yeah, I mean, you know, that's the kind of thing like why you would go to a turbo show because right, you would right. you would do the Billy thing. You would you would drink, right. you would shit on them, then you'd go out and continue the shit on them and and talk about how great you were back in the day. Yeah. Typical shit. Typical Tip- Billy shit. Yeah, typical Billy shit. Well, well that was good. I, you know what? I enjoyed today's conversation. Is, I got nothing left. I don't know but... that we actually talked about anything. <laughs> no, but, you know, we, like, I think it was a good story. Good story. If you like wrestling, you know, that was a good story. I, I think people like the insight behind some of this wrestling stuff. Oh, well, we got plenty of that. It's just how much we're willing to talk about it. Right. You know, there's a yeah. lot of, like, mm, you know, we, well, when we start telling specific stories, they got We got to really pick, pick and choose because a lot of them are not a right, right. Or or the person that uh, that we'd be talking about isn't dead or dead enough yet to talk up to tell that story. <laughs> like he, wow. he, well, that's what I'm saying. Like like, there's a lot of stories I could tell about this guy, but he's you know, let's save them till he's no longer here or, right, or he's, right. or it's only been two months. We got to wait for more. <laughs> what? I mean, oh, I'm not, God. I mean, don't, don't, don't pretend like you're, you're offended by that. You're, you're awful. Awful. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just saying I'm chomping at the bit for, uh, for the, you know, for 2023. I can't wait to tell the stories that we can't tell in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an idiot. I am. I'm a dick. I don't care. And I love, oh. I love making you uncomfortable about it too, by the way. That's, yeah. that's, no, you do. So, uh, so, uh, uh what, what's the title of this episode? Typical Billy shit? Is that what we're going to fucking call it? No, I don't want him listening. <laughs> I think this is the perfect time to get him back on board. Get him a little fired up. Listen, I like I said, we know I am live within fucking spitting distance of him. So I'm the one in real trouble here. You, you're a, well, hopefully, you know, look, hopefully he gets lost in Seattle. You're like uh, a, you're like a $75, Seattle, you're like a $75 plane flight so if wait the perfect thing is if he listens to this in seattle he might just be willing to use some points to detour it to atlanta and uh and drop by and pay you a visit uh before he gets back here to fort lauderdale so uh no, no, it's no, the perfect not. time to kind of uh get on billy's radar again just in case because i couldn't get i couldn't get bobby rogers to show up your house maybe we can get billy there this weekend let's 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 shoot yeah, for that Let's, let's move on from that. Well, there's no moving on. We're done. Then we're ending with that. <laughs> oh, Billy, Billy's he's very busy. Man. He's what? He's a very busy man. He's, I know. He's no time for me. And everyone's busy. You're busy. He's busy. Yeah, I'm busy. Yada yada. Yeah. All right. All right. I got nothing left. I gotta go find some food. Why don't you book a guest for uh for Sunday? Why don't you do that? Why don't you help out the show a little? Oh, by the way. Helping out the yeah. show. One more thing. I want to apologize to anyone who's listening to this podcast who was looking for the podcast on our website the last few weeks. I didn't realize something like I, I changed the format of the website. Uh, right. And it like for some reason shifted it to private. 
And the problem was I would go test the website. But because I'm the owner and I'm logged into the editing thing, it would, oh, it would it show it to me. So I didn't think there was right. anything wrong. I was just testing right. changes well, and stuff like that. And then you're like messaging me today goes, what's wrong with the website? I'm like, what? And I go and test it and it still works. And you're like, people are going there and they can't. And I'm like, why are they going to the website? And I'm, then I'm like, oh, that's why our podcast numbers are so down. Right. People actually go to the yeah. website for the links. I thought people were just uh, bookmarking it on their streamer of choice. And every not. and every week it would just pop every time a new episode come on, they'd get an alert. But it, I guess a lot of people are just swinging by the website every couple of days to see if there's a new one out. And my bad, I did not realize it was set to private. So yeah. you oh, can, we're fixed now. We're fixed. You can catch up from the last like two weeks or two and a half weeks since this happened. Oh, wow. That's totally my bad. I will fa- I'll, oh. I'll fall on that sword. Uh, me, uh, Mia Copa or whatever you want to call it. So I just wanted to apologize. About time you took the fucking blame. Well, it's about time I fucked up. You know, I, I, I'm, st- I'm still like in the grand ledger. There's one mark on my side and about like, like, you know, 75 on yours. So we're, well, we'll, that's true. Yes. Yeah, okay. So but whatever. So, yeah. So why don't you book a guest for Sunday? Uh, All right, I'll see what I can do. Which means set a time that you want to do it Sunday and then just let me know and, and I'll make myself. Yeah, I'm very busy this week. I know. Busy, busy, man, busy. busy. So fine. Talk to I you. Got... Talk to the guest you want. Figure out okay. what time works for both of you and then let me know. I'm making this as easy All as right. possible. And now people, when we have no guest on Sunday or Monday's podcast, you, it's all on him. He's been asked. He's he's now got to uh, come through. Uh, he's got to do something for this show other than just show up. So anyway, uh, I'm done with you now. Uh, it's eight. O- right. It's all eight right. o'clock. It's yeah. It's eight o'clock. I gotta go eat. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye.